This week on the Push for Loads podcast, we talk about health, leaner, and stronger attachments of weighing your clients. And is the butt wink bad? And we talk about best takeaways, mate. All right, three, two, one, let's go, Dan Biceps Panta. <laughs> hey guys, welcome <laughs> to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Dammy. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bud? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed that uh, you didn't want me on the show last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was sat there. So for those that don't know, last week, um, Tom messaged me on Thursday, because we usually record Tuesday evenings, and he was like, oh, I've got, um, we're going to record with uh, with Kathy and Greg. Thursday, you know, this was on the day on Thursday, you free 8.30, between 8.30 and 9.00, and I was like, oh, not sure, I'll do my best, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> so I messaged him then again at about half five, half four, and I think I was like, yeah, should be fine. Um, I got home, I got in, had dinner real quick, and I texted him at 8.35, and I was like, boom, I've made it, I texted him, I was like, I've made it, I'm here. Didn't hear anything for five ten minutes. <laughs> what well, five minutes in? I thought right. I'll sign into Skype. Signed in. Saw he was online, and I was like, right. If he's on a chat with them already, he'll just invite me in because he'll see. He'll see I've signed in, or he'll check his phone. Nine o'clock start time. We've still got loads of time. Um, yeah, turns out he blanked me. <laughs> um, so I was sat there for the whole evening, guys. I could have joined in. I was there. I was willing and able. Tom didn't want me a part of it. He blanked me, and then he fucked off on holiday. I know, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't look at my phone throughout the whole episode. Convenient, when, isn't it? <laughs> from convenient. when I you signed... look at your phone all the time in every other episode. <laughs> convenient. From when I signed it, it was really odd. Yeah, because I normally look at my phone. Well, I don't know. I, there are sporadic like points where I won't look at my phone for ages, and then I'll look at. It I, but I thought when you're waiting for your co-host, that might be <laughs> one of them. I, well, in my head, I was like, "Nah, Dan doesn't." Because normally when we got more than three people on. Dan's like, oh, it's probably best if it's so that it flows a little bit better or whatever. I, I was like, well, it does, oh, yeah, don't it worry. Does, it, does, it does kill the flow a bit, I think, when there's a few voices and stuff, you know. But but yeah, uh, still, mate, I, I was there, present, ready, <laughs> willing and able. So. That's right. They, they sent a couple of digs your way during the episode anyway, so... I'm sure they did. I'm sure, Exactly, yeah, exactly. And it's all your fault <laughs> because I was here waiting, like... Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Whatever. <laughs> right, no, I'm sure now, it was a great episode because those two know their stuff and they're really really nice people they're really I think that's probably the number one thing they are yeah. fucking nice people yeah really, really nice, <laughs> yeah yeah. No, um, yeah they know the shit about their boxing and yeah you can't be number three in the world without not knowing your shit so or being I wish he'd fucking punch you in the head thanks mate it's alright. <laughs> it's weird. It's gonna, hurt, it's gonna hurt more from her, not me. Oh, yeah, it definitely will. Like she's like, how big? Five, three. If that. I remember the first. I remember the first time that me and I was like, because you, you hear, you think, oh, like third in the world boxer. You think, oh, Jesus, she'd be real scary. First time I yeah. met her, I was like, oh, you're tiny. And she, <laughs> and she came up to you, and you could like, okay, you can see that yeah, she's she can box. Like, you're like, actually, I can see you can box. You. Yeah. I was like, she'd okay, okay anything you want. She's, yeah, she beat the shit out of us. But Greg's, she's like five foot two, five foot three, and Greg's six. Five, he's got to be somewhere around there. Seven, one. <laughs> just giant, man. Absolutely mad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty good. It was um, funny. I saw on Kathy's Instagram, um, Greg pushing her in the in the wheelchair, and she put like it was like Lou and Andy from Little Britain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so big, and he was like he was like hunched over the wheelchair when she had surgery. Uh, it was brilliant. Uh, but yeah, good to see that she's recovering well, and you had a good time. That's the main thing. Yeah, hope everybody enjoyed it. Actually, pro athletes, ex pro athletes on. Um, Rather than crappy educators like us, 
Well, well, I don't know if you can call you an educator, mate. But ah, I don't think you can, ah. mate. I don't think you can. <laughs> Education bombs. Right. Uh, what's been going on in your world? Oh, you know, mate. Just a um, bit of biceps, a bit of banter. Really, um, nothing crazy. Um, just recorded a few YouTube videos. Um, did one on did one recently, which everyone I, I encourage everyone to go and watch um, about healthy eating. So we basically just had like a an untracked day of clean eating. So we only ate like good healthy foods, and it just shows you how quickly the calories can rack up when you only eat good healthy foods. Because believe it or not, the calories still do count. Um, so yeah, go watch that. Um, I've had a few nice comments from people about the editing skills of the video as well, which um, I did. <laughs> what sad people. Were. I know, like, but no, but like me, it's one of those things where it makes a difference. Like, seriously, when I've watched loads of other YouTubers and, and like their videos and they're awful, genuinely, like production quality is just dreadful. Uh, I think it makes a difference to the, the watchability of the videos and it makes you want to carry on. And I think, so, I mean, Top Knot isn't doing your, uh, so your no, editing. Harry, so yeah, Harry does like some of our videos. Like if we do like a calorie challenge or an eating challenge or a bigger one, um, or one that requires a little bit more. Um, calorie, calorie challenge is how little can Danny yeah basically um, <laughs> he, he does those but he, he basically just helps us with ideas and stuff as well as doing the editing bits um, because I've learned how to do the, the kind of the bulk of the edit bits it makes his, his life a little bit easier but yeah. one thing that I learned from learning about production and learning about how to edit videos is that most people when they're watching videos don't notice good production but they notice bad production there's the difference, mate. You would, if you're watching a video that's well produced, you would you don't really notice. It just looks like a great video, and it looks like you're enjoying it. You don't you just basically don't turn off. Whereas if you watch one that's produced badly with bad audio, yeah. bad visuals, bad transitions, you just turn it off because it's it's too hard to watch, basically. So yeah, there you go. Tip for everyone on Instagram for posts. Well, you know, you've only got sixty seconds on Instagram, so make the most of it. <laughs> we'll do something fucking damning, but yeah, all good, mate. Well, my week in Norway. It's been lovely. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone saw Tom's Instagram, he's turned into a bit of a photographer. I was like, it was amazing <laughs> seeing the pictures, mate. They're really nice. You literally can't take a bad photo. It's fucking yeah, I think that's, I think that's <laughs> really yeah. You're in such a great place that even you couldn't take a bad photo. So that's why it looks Pretty so good. Much. Yeah. yeah. No, Imagine beautiful. if it was actually a good photographer there and they'd have a feel. I know. Day. It'd be unreal. Like, yeah. So my girlfriend's dad is a, is a dentist, but he does like, He's done photography for weddings and stuff, and he's got shit ton of cameras. That's where you charge your cameras for your business. So that's where you should do, Dan. Buy some cameras <laughs> just for your yeah. business. What's a dentist do with a camera? Well, I just like to see inside he, the mouth. He's like, yeah, I have to take lots of pictures of people's teeth. Genuinely, yeah. that's what he was say to the tax man. Brilliant. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he has loads of cool cameras, and it's like, it's, it's amazing there, like across the fjords. I mean, Dan was like, oh, you go there? Like, is that where you always go? Yeah. I, this is where I always go for the last eight years. But <clears throat> I never really post when I'm out there decided to this time because I didn't have much else to do I had to do a little bit of work but it was alright it was good yeah good so if oh, anyone we... else can hear Tom chewing by the way he's eating on a podcast <laughs> no I've got it's Dan's uh, healthy post obviously I, for some odd reason I wanted uh, pomegranate seeds today pomegranate mate that's decent to be fair I do yeah. like pomegranate so get stuck in your teeth though pomegranates yeah it does but it's, it's great they're quite nice to just kind of snack on oh no I do like I do like it but mm. um yeah, so let's get into the, uh, <laughs> let's get into the nitty gritty of the episode then, Tom. Shall we? Yeah, we might as well. Um, what have we got to talk about? So I think there was before you broke the internet, didn't you? Before I went away, actually, I got some actual po- comments on one of my posts. Amazing. 
First, first Instagram post ever. Tom's had anyone comment. <laughs> um, People comment on my shit. It's just I don't really post that much. I, I do like three days yeah, in a row. Really shock so. horror. And then, shock uh, horror. It wasn't a video of Tom doing a floor press. There's <laughs> a shock for you. Surprise, surprise. That wasn't the one that got loads of comments. What? Those floor. Everybody's going nice floor press, Tom. Really yeah, <laughs> well, you don't post anything to do with your hips because you don't move your hips anymore. So it's just always upper body. It's either it's either overhead press or a floor press. That's yeah, it. pretty much. On a side note, I was getting I had to give my a GP form referral to uh, the MRI person, and uh, they didn't accept it because it didn't have my date of birth on it. They they need, so I I was like oh my date of birth this they're like no 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 I need your GP to write down your name date of birth on this piece of paper and then you can give it to me. I was like, I'm sorry? They make it hard for you, don't they? I was like, wait a minute. So you need my GP to tell you my date of birth for it to be legal. And she was like, yeah. I was like, you, what? I was like, you've got the sheet. <laughs> you've got the sheet. I was like, you've got my GP referral letter. I was like, here's my GP's referral letter saying what's wrong. I told him what to write. This is what I need. <laughs> I was just like, and he was like, oh, it hasn't got date of birth on it. I was like, I just told you my date of birth. So, I, yeah, amazing. So I have to go back to my GP. And by, by the way, GP referral letters, if everybody's ever got them, are basically, um, I'm guessing a 10-year-old out of Word could do one. And yeah. that, it is that simple. And I was like, I played around with it and I was like, can I just do a fake one? It'll take me two minutes. So yeah, like, you but, probably could. <laughs> but then if I just turned around and went, oh, I've got another one now. There we go. Just magically just went, and I just signed it myself. It's fine. Probably be fine, but she's just been an absolute job's worth. But I don't, I don't care. It's fine. Anyway, um, yeah, so actually one of my posts, I did a kind of Emma Story Gordon post because um, she likes doing those little characters. And I thought it was quite fun. But I did, I'm not as, uh, I talk around the subject way too much. You could probably tell on this podcast. And I, uh, I couldn't condense it into an Instagram like picture because I only wanted one. And I didn't want to swipe across, and it was really hard just to fit in the dumb conversation. Also, it was really mean to farmers because I used the farmer emoji as the the kind of the person that I thought was being a little bit special. And uh, wow, yeah, I know, right? Sorry to all you farmers Mate, out there. The back, the backbone uh, of our ag- the, uh, agricultural society that provides the food that we eat. And I know they're big Instagrammers, so I've definitely hurt them on that. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm probably definitely. all right. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting post on... Basically, the post was, use a map. Um, this was relayed into weighing your clients and just... In general, just weighing yourself to find out where you are. So I used the the clever way of putting it. I think it was it was pretty clever of using a map, Dan, so you know where you're starting from and you know where you're gonna get to, and you have mm-hmm. to use a map to get there. So I think what I did was I knew my starting weight. I know where I kind of want to end to, and I usually log my weight all the way through, so I know mm-hmm. where I'm going. Clever, mate, isn't it? Yeah, so explain where the idea from this post came from, Tom. Um, the idea of this post came from uh, another popular person on Instagram. Another popular? You're not a popular, Tom. <laughs> Let's not say another. You mean a popular Instagrammer. A popular yeah. Instagrammer. And, and it was a conversation. Actually, I didn't see the post, um, funnily enough, because I don't follow them. So, But my friend did. And then they were like, they went at it. And then I was like, oh, this, it's not worth it. 
it's fine. They, they ask for an opinion on their posts. If you ask for an opinion on your post, expect to get some opinions back. If people don't dis, if people don't agree with you, then I hope people like take other opinions on board because that's what's being, I don't know, underlying research and peer review is probably what keeps our kind of society together and hashtag science. So believe it or not, when I'm guessing this podcast is peer reviewed by me and Dan. Brilliant. Yeah, worrying, isn't it? <laughs> but any stuff that you can post out, it's yeah, it get another person's opinion on it. It's fine, but that's why what the, what the comment section's there for, I believe, mm. not just like yeah, you're great. Um, but yeah, so there's some disagreeing comments on that one. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna make a post. Uh, I and I did put on the post. I was like, I'm trying to stir the pot a little bit. I purposely put in the word healthier at the top. So I put um, if. Hi, I want to be healthier, leaner, and stronger. Can you help me? Was the first thing I said from this person. And I wrote in the word healthier, knowing that was the ambiguous term. I put leaner and stronger because those are the two that you're like, yeah, you probably need to track your weight no matter what. But to kind of reel them in. Reel people in that probably had a disagreeing nature to this, um, which is perfectly valid. Um, I don't mind it. It's just we can have a nice debate. So... Yeah. Basically, that happened, Dan. So basically, this top Instagrammer basically said that clients don't need to weigh themselves, that they don't track their weight as a way of measuring their progress. I, th- I think it was a case of, like, you shouldn't get, like, drawn out on the weight. You, should, you shouldn't you get sh- hung up on the weight. You shouldn't yeah. get hung up on it. There are plenty of other ways to, do like, deem your success, which I agree with. But basically, I put... The, the underlying thing that I didn't agree was, was I'll never weigh my client. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a time and a place to weigh your client. And in my perspective, it's most, I would put mostly, I will want to weigh my clients on there. And at first base, we have in-body scanners that cost about 14, 15 grand a pop. And they provide all this data that I can use, believe it or not. Even for rehab, you can use them. Um, so I like to have a little gander at it. And also, it's, it's what I, the, uh, the phrase I couldn't think of earlier was extrinsic motivator. It's a number that somebody can be like, all right, that's what I'm shooting for. Amazing. If we didn't know mm. that number, then we're just kind of like, nah. I know a lot of people, I, I think gaining weight is you don't need to be, you don't need to weigh yourself as much. I know because Mike did a post today. He, he asked a question of um, how often he weighs himself and he said I, he had all oh, what what does he weigh right now when you get to stage and what is he weighing and he was like I haven't weighed myself in about a year which is cool because he doesn't need to know but I'm going to guess the second he starts prepping I'm going to guess he's yeah so I think he I, might I, step I, on a scale I, so basically we had the chat before we hit record about this and I kind of said look let's just leave it for on air because otherwise we'll get into discussions and we'll just end up agreeing and it'll be too boring <laughs> Um, but I think it's an interesting post and I think, I, I think it's, it's depends on your level of knowledge and it depends on your level of how, yeah, a lot of things to do with how objective you are with your clients, how objective they are with themselves, um, all this sort of stuff. So yeah, someone like Mike, for example, he didn't weigh himself for his whole competition prep, didn't weigh himself one bit, yeah. didn't weigh himself once, he made his decisions based on how he was looking, all this sort of stuff. Because... Ultimately, when you get on stage, who gives a fuck what you weigh? You're judged on your appearance, right? Yep. And I think that, and I had a discussion with, a, I had a consult with a client the other day, um, a, a new client, and, and he was kind of obsessed about hitting this certain weight. And I said, look, 
no one gives a fuck what you weigh. No one comes up to you and goes, oh, what do you weigh? They look at you and go, oh, you look good in that T-shirt or you look good, you know, wearing what you're wearing or you look good in the gym or whatever. And I'm going to throw a cat among the pigeons. And I, I, I think that this person with the clientele that they work with, which is probably going to be females, um, they get really hung up on their weight really, really quickly. But like you said, I'm not going to sit here and say I would never do it. Like, that's the wrong word to use. Like, of course, you would weigh some of your clients. That's ridiculous. Um, but I've also had females where I have taken them, say, for a six-month journey, and they have kept the same weight, but they've drastically changed how they look. Um, it seems to happen more so in females than males, um, but it happens. They don't really fluctuate their weight a huge amount. They might only lose a couple of kilos, but they look like they've lost 10, um, all this sort of stuff. So there's, there's, there's things that go on there with, with females that it, it can look, they look very, very different and weigh kind of the same amount. Um, but I think the whole issue here comes back to the terminology and comes back to the absolute nature of saying, I never weigh my clients. It's retarded. Like, it's stupid. There's no point doing that. Like, you need to have some kind of data on them to know whether or not they're making progress. You have to, like, otherwise it's not going to work. And for some people, they can rely solely on how clothes fit or they can rely solely on how they're, what notch of their belt buckle they're on, all these sorts of things. But some people can't. Some people will lose weight and they won't change how their clothes fit, but they're going to need to see that, like you said, extrinsic motivation to know that they've lost two kilos so they can keep going potentially. Um, And I think to never weigh them gives the wrong impression. But likewise, to say I always weigh them also gives the wrong impression. Yep. Um, there's a time and a place for, for using both. But I have to say that in the, in the last, I suppose, three years, my, my view on it has changed a little bit. I think that I now probably, now compared to when I first started, probably weigh my clients less than I used to or get them to weigh themselves less, um, particularly if they're females um, who are hung up on losing weight or males that are hung up on gaining weight like some males just really really bad when they um when they, they get obsessed about wanting to see the scale weight go up quickly because they think they're gaining muscle whatever and actually some of them would be better off just lifting hard eating loads of calories and just judging basically their weights in the weight room go up because you kind of know that if they're training hard, they're going to gain muscle. And likewise, females, they obsess too much about the scales going down. And when it gets to time of month, their weight shoots up and they panic. It's like, it doesn't matter. But a lot of them, if they weigh themselves all the time, you can actually take away that whole thing of the obsession about the weight. Because if they do it every single day, they see the fluctuations and they go, oh, it doesn't really matter if I fluctuate because I happen, this happens all the time. Um, so there's a lot of factors that are involved in your decision of whether to weigh yourself or not. Um, but yeah, I think I I know where this person was coming from when they oh, said it. Hundred percent. I to- uh, I totally get the point of view because I was like, yeah, I, I I obviously I don't deal with clients that I have to weigh them very often because I generally have rehab guys, and then yeah. I'll be like, all right, well, I'm kind of done with you now. Here you go, <laughs> go somewhere else, or I'll just be like, all right, you want to keep training me? Cool, I can do that part of it as well. That's fine. But, but I think the, the the idiocy has come from making an absolute statement on a social media platform and then asking for people's opinion. Like, yeah. Don't be such an idiot. Like, it, you can't put that out there and expect no backlash. It's impossible. Just because human nature, someone is going to disagree with you. Yeah. Regardless. Um, but that's what's great. 
That's why I don't uh, get yeah. that. That's, it'd be fucking boring if we all yeah. agreed. 100% it would. And, and I just think that to get in a hissy fit because someone disagrees with you is ridiculous because I know there's so many great coaches out there who tell their clients you don't need to, you don't need to weigh yourself. Top, top coaches. Um, and they would say you don't need to weigh yourself. But they also understand that you can't say never. I would never weigh yourself. It's like they might, you know, that might be the because my end goal for most of my clients would be that they're in a position with me where they get to a point where they can maintain their calories and maintain their body shape and they don't really have to weigh themselves out regularly. They're kind of happy with where they're at. You don't want to get into that. It shouldn't be something you need to do for the rest of your life. It should be something you can get on the scales, you jump on, you go, right, I'm roughly within the same ballpark figure I was in a week ago, give or take half a kilo, and I'm pretty happy with that, so it's cool, we'll carry on. Um, I just think that people just have this really bad bad kind of relationship with the scales because because of people like that, I suppose. Um, it's, you say, yeah. oh, you should, never, you should never weigh yourself. So then by definition, it means if you weigh yourself, you're, you're wrong. Or it's the it's a wrong thing to do, and you're you, you're by definition then creating a negative connotation with weighing yourself. Like Joe Wicks says the same thing; he calls it the sad step. Yeah, and it's like yeah, Joe. The reason that it's called the sad step, mate, is because people follow your recipes and gain fucking twelve kilos. Like that's why. Um, and but again, there's no there's no education about, for example, the effects that hit training can have on water retention. You know, or w- what time they weigh yourself, and all this sort of stuff. And actually, having that data can, as you've said, be really really useful over the long term to kind of see trends and stuff um but yeah i think that the person there probably hopefully will have learned to not um speak and only only sifts is dealing absolute <laughs> um, you know to not talk like that and on say, social I, media and I expect this, yeah. and expect everything to be hunky-dory you know it's you can't do that because because by definition fitness is never black and white it's no, not it's, except for you need to be in a kind of deficit to lose weight that's probably the only thing. um <laughs> But what, but is, what is a calorie, mate? So. Well, yeah, it's just made up. Isn't it? But, <laughs> uh, and, you know, like, like we, we, we have discussions all the time. Like, we disagree with certain things all the time. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's healthy. And it's, it's kind of the whole thing of, I would say, most people don't need to worry about strength training too much. You would say most people don't need to worry about, you know, hypertrophy training too much. They, you know, all this sort of stuff. Like, no one's right or wrong. It's just based on your opinion and your experience or your clientele that you work with. Yep. And I think people forget that, that it all comes down to the individual clientele. Um, so for this person to say that they never do it is idiotic because they could get a client that really needs it and it actually would really help them. Yeah. But then there was, there, I read through some of the comments, they were like, oh, but this person's in the, the bill, has the, well, in the position to pick their own clients who don't want this. And I was like, that's neither here or there. Then I'm in the ability to pick my own clients, but I'm still going to decide what's best for them. And what I think is going to be better for them in the long run, or because I understand the emotional connotations of it and why people don't do it. But then something you said down with like, oh, then they'll start focusing on they want to drop a dress size. Then that becomes the mm. the thing that they stick on. Oh, I need to drop a belt buckle. Shit, that's my thing that I have to stop. There's always going to be something mm. that they're going to attach themselves emotionally. That's that's, and I'm like, all right, or well, I might as well have the figure that fucking helps me the most mm. even if yeah i don't have to weigh you but i need to know what's your bite buckle size is to yeah i think i think it's <laughs> like i think emma story gordon's talked about it before um she's put out loads of good stuff at the moment but um talked about it before and you know this whole thing of um you don't need to it was a similar thing really you don't need to track your weight you don't need to weigh yourself and it's like no but to lose weight, to lose body fat, you are going to be smaller. Like, let's not beat around the bush here. Like, you're going yeah. to weigh less. When you go on a calorie, de- a calorie deficit, you're trying to lose body fat, whatever it is, trying to drop a dress size, 
you're going to lose weight. Like, yeah, the goal is to drop a dress size, but the byproduct of that is going to be weight loss. There's not really a way around it. Like I said, there's occasionally the, the females who have like a bit of a recomp, body recomp and stuff like that, who stay the same weight, but kind of change their look totally. They're usually around 55, 60 kilos. Like, it's not like they're going from a size 20 to a 12, you know, like they're already in pretty decent nick. Um, you know, to look at them, you would say they were lean or slim. You wouldn't think they were fat or overweight or anything. So that's kind of just to put the gives context to that kind of clientele. If you took a female about that weight who never weight trained before, you got her to weight train, she'd probably weigh around the same amount, but she'd look very, very different. Whereas she was talking more about, well, look, if you want to dross, drop her a dress size from, say, 16 to 14 or 14 to 12, whatever, I don't really know what how big that is or small that is. But yes, it's you like do. To, to, get from that <laughs> point, to get from that point to that point, you're going to have weight loss, like it's going to occur. So tracking that would be useful kind of thing. Um, I think that's kind of what she said. But it's the whole thing, like you say, people going, oh, don't track your weight, don't worry about how much weight you lose, it's how you feel or it's how you look. It's like, yeah, but the weight loss is going to come as a byproduct of that anyway. Like let's not pretend that it's not happening because it is. Um, that was kind of it, really. I didn't really have any extra points to add other than that. So, yeah. No, no. Um, I think it's, to summarise, you can weigh them. Uh, you can weigh yourself. It's totally your choice. Whatever seems to be your motivation, that should be it. I don't think it should be, yeah. Nobody should deal in an, an absolute. Um, yeah, it's got time and a place, mate. If it becomes emotional, then, yeah, 100%, I won't weigh them. Um, I'm going to run away from it and start to fixate on something else a little bit more healthier and that's the thing but the, but also do you know just as a caveat to that that the percentage of people who have a bad relationship with it is very very small like very, it, very small. one two percent like it's not an issue you know um so don't like don't think, stress about it they're not yeah don't think that everyone's gonna be that way yeah don't think everyone's worrying about it massively um but yeah it's just worth worth noting yes and to be leaner yeah no you don't need, always need to to be stronger eh, no you don't really need to but track other shit yeah, mm. you still need to keep a mat for something. Doesn't matter mm. if it's like your belt buckle or the weights going up in the gym. That can be your belt, like your map. That's cool. Just, like you say, it's, it's one of those where I think the, the map analogy is quite a good one because I've had a chat before with clients who are gaining, trying to gain muscle, blokes more so. Is you kind of say to them, look, um, we're weighing yourself. You're increasing your weight about 0.3 kilos a week. You're eating this many calories and your weights in the gym are going up. It's kind of like, right. Your destination is 200 miles away. You're going 50 miles an hour. We know you're going to get there. Like, yeah. it's just literally, like, we know you're gaining muscle. Like, you've just got to keep going now. There's no point. We can't go any quicker. We can't go any slower. Like, just keep going. Like, and I think sometimes that people forget that that's just a patience thing. Like, you found the sweet spot where you're gaining muscle probably because your weights are going up. You're eating in the calorie surplus and you're putting on weight. Yes, it will be a little bit fat with that, but mm. that's part and parcel of the game, unfortunately. And then if, if it comes to the case of, oh, no, I'm fixating on this weight to weigh too much, but all right, that's 50 miles away. Suddenly there's traffic. Shit. Coach. Be a coach. This is what yeah. you're paid to do. Like, talk them through it. Explain the, like, fours, pros, whatever, whatever your philosophy will be. And then coach. Bam. Done. If, if you can coach. If you Obviously, can coach. I don't think this person, maybe, maybe they can't. Dan can't. It. And the post was all about Dan. Yeah. Oh, no. You <laughs> should have just called me out, Tom, if it was about me. No, I don't want to do that. Never call you out, mate. <laughs> Only, like, every other post. Fine. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> Yeah. It was an interesting post. It's something that I ask in interviews, if anybody's been interviewing me at any point. 
if you're a first-place interview. You, you just wanted to drop in there the fact you do interviews. I have done interviews since you were there, mate. Fine. Yeah. I feel like so. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Right oh, you might end. on the end, right I think the I end, did, yeah. right at the end when you That's were That's probably why I left. You let <laughs> You're like, fuck. Tom has to decide who's working here. That's bad. Yeah. I think I came up with my three-month review with you and I was like, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> I've done nothing you asked me to do. You weren't in my team, were you? No, of course I wasn't. Uh, yeah, like that would have been allowed. Don't <laughs> yeah. do this. No. <laughs> I think, yourself, I'm Tom. pretty sure that was in the conversation when I took my team leader position. And then yeah, they, were like, they were like, oh, do you want Dan in your team? And I was like, the best mates. So it's probably not probably not a good thing. Like, Just either way. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, if I like let him do shit, then they'd be like, oh, he's your best mate. You just let him get away with shit. And then so if you I, have to be extra hard on me. It'll be really hard on you. And then he'd be like, fuck off, mate. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna work both ways. Screwed, right. you're screwed. <laughs> screwed all the way through. But um, yeah, there's, there's, there's always a uh, a question that I like to ask is because uh, somebody usually within a um usually within a squat, I will ask something about butt winks, or they will talk about a butt wink or anterior posterior pelvic tilt, blah blah blah, and then I'll be like, is that good or is that bad? Ooh, Shit, Tom. Sorry, that was an absolute. Or is it not good? Or is yeah, it not bad. Is it, is it okay? less good or? Which <laughs> <laughs> um, is sorry, I'm burping. Does it give you this fucking? They give you wind. Pomegranate. Fuck knows, mate. You should be eating on the podcast anyway. Regardless, <laughs> Rakesh is going to have a. He's going to be. Field day. Yeah, I know. Australia. Fucking hell. He um, is going to. In those comments, mate, he's going to kill you on Instagram now. <laughs> good. Welcome it. He's just funny. All I can do is laugh at him. So I don't take him seriously. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, butt winks. So you probably noticed, if everybody doesn't know what butt wink is, it's a, that's a CrossFit term, I think. But yeah, you've got a pelvic tilt at the end of your end of your squat, like right at the bottom. Usually your mm. bum goes down, starts pointing to the ground instead of pointing up. Like Instagram bum is like pointing out in like massive extension. And then you, when you go down, it rolls into a bit Tuck of flexion. In. Tucks mm. in, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Dan, is that good? I guess you, you're a trainer. Is that good or bad? What do you think? Um, I wouldn't say it's good, but I wouldn't say it's not bad. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things where I think whenever I've had clients before, I was like, it depends where it occurs. Yeah. It's probably what I'd say, and that's not really good or bad, really, but it depends where it occurs. And um, if it occurs well, well above parallel, then there's probably – flexibility issues that you need to sort out and also squatting issues potentially their movement pattern if it's right at the bottom and you kind of a parallel or below um then i don't think it's the end of the world basically no it's it's an interesting thing because what's happening because obviously when you're going down people think um so when you squat you're like oh yeah that's that's flexion of the hip and the knee right and then when you go down but nobody ever thinks about the, the pelvis moving around the, the femur instead of the femur moving around the pelvis. Because the pelvis fucking moves as well, right? So yeah. both the things happen at the same time. So it's the lack of space when you get down into it. Nothing to do with hamstring flexibility, just to put any body power people at rest. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a question, I think, in an, in an S&C thing about like 15 years ago. And I think that was the case that they thought it was. I've had that on an interview before for its hamstring flexibility. 
Like, no, it's oh, not. loads of popular people have said that it is. No, it's loads not. of them, and it's like, no, it's not. Like, it doesn't. Does nothing happens at the hamstring really? Like, it doesn't lengthen. <laughs> it's, it's, um, yeah, it's it's being fine. Um, yeah, but it's it's weird. I I concur with what you said. If it's above like parallel, then we got some. We've either got mechanical issues that we can't get around. So there's some recently like some good posts from like Mike Reynold, who's a like a hip and back specialist, right? Um, about different hips. Not all people have the same Yeah, it's, it's one of those, right, right, I suppose, but even above parallel, like, it's nothing to do with the lack of, mo- lack of like, movement in the hip joint. It's surely there just to do with lack of, like, just ability lack to fucking, move. Yeah, like, because, because below parallel, like, you, yeah, you can bring your, your hip, you know, your femur can come up, like, higher than that. Come on, like, it's not, there's nothing to do with your hip joint there. Like, yeah. there's, no, there's no bone-on-bone contact, like, it's not an issue. It's just, you're just fucking really inflexible. <laughs> but it's lower down, obviously, when you're, you know, you're at a smaller angle between your femur and, I suppose, the pelvis. It's kind of, becomes more of an issue. There's nowhere really for it to go. Yeah, because I guess the cueing of, like, trying to keep your head, your head, what, your, your fucking thoracic spine extended the whole time is what you're trying to achieve, right? Mm. So... As soon as that starts to drop, then your pelvis starts to drop. You start looking down, and then that's going to happen. That's at the bottom, and it starts to look a pretty, pretty sketchy. Um, but it's when, yeah, the back overly flexes, and then not cool. We want to keep it in a little bit of extension. But what you tend to find with a lot of people, I think fitness professionals uh, fall into this category massively, is we sit in massive extension a lot of the time anyway. Believe it or not, because we like hip thrusting so much now, we've kind of gone the opposite way. And then we're kind of going, yeah, we're living in extension. And then when you squat down, then suddenly you're just going, oh, I'm going to extend my bum. And then it flexes mm. not as far as you think it does. So what is actually a butt wink probably could be neutral for that person. I think it's something that's found, I've found recently over the last like two, three years a lot, is people can squat with that little butt wink happening mm. because it's usually just them coming out of extension instead of like tucking under and being ridiculous and and it's not the it's quite nice on the lower back it like stretches it out a little bit but yeah but I, I think as well like some I've never known anyone kind of say oh I really feel it in my lower back like no. oh, I've got so much pain in my lower back after squatting and then not like they do with their deadlifting you know whereas in deadlifting some people I've seen don't go anywhere near that position they stay perfectly straight and they go, oh, my back was sore the day after, you know, yep. just from doms and just from using it. And they don't get that and squatting when they actually go into, um, you know, pelvic tilt. So um, I don't, I've never known anyone complain of it as an injury. I've never seen anyone or heard of anyone get an injury from it, doing it. Um, yeah. But don't, anyway. I think there's a panic of like when, oh, oh, as soon as that bum starts to the flex underneath, it's like, no, it's halfway round. That's that bum halfway, then you're sitting in neutral, then it tucks under, then you're good, over. Yeah, the thing is, a good coach as well can minimise it to a point as well, like by fixing someone's squat pattern. Like when, like I said, when I've seen people squatting, like everyone squats differently, everyone should squat differently. Everyone has a, the, the different preference, whether it's front squat, high bar, low bar, back squat, whatever. Like there's different people are suited more for different squats based on their, their hip anatomy, uh, based on their own flexibility issues, all that sort of stuff. Um, but what I would say is, it depends on why you're squatting. So if you're squatting for glute development, quad development, go in all the way, you know, ask to grasp what you want to call it with butt wink, you know, really, really with massive amounts of butt wink, probably ain't going to do a huge amount for you. Like, <laughs> because the second that, that you're, you go into that pelvic tilt, there's not as much tension on the glutes anymore. 
like there's not um there's a reason that why when people bounce at the bottom they use that stretch reflex and come back up that they they then kind of stop and then their muscles kind of start engaging and kind of move in it uh there's a reason that going below that point there's not really a huge amount of muscular tension going on so i just think it's one of those things where you have to think about your goal as well so when people are doing them you know doing 12 reps and they're going all the way to the bottom and literally like stretch reflex all the way at the bottom all the way back up again i'm like they're not really doing a huge amount for hypertrophy really like if you looked at the amount of time you've actually got spent with tension on on the the muscles you're trying to work uh, and that's kind of the per- question i posed to a lot of the people who came to the last workshop i did was why are you squatting like what's the reason for it because it, i think some people are so obsessed with wanting to squat more weight as soon as they add more weight to the bar, their form goes out the window, they look shit, they're not getting any tension in the right muscle groups and they're just doing it for doing its sake. And I don't think many people are trying to squat to be a world squatting champion. They're doing it because they want better glutes or better quads. And I think that, that you have to remember that as the fundamental goal uh, as to why you're doing it and then also look at your technique and go, right, well, why am I going that low? Do I need to go that low? Is it completely necessary? Am I going low enough? Um, anyway, um, I just think it's something that people need to video and I think they need to look at themselves when they squat. I think that's always a good thing to do and a good habit to get into is video yourself squatting so that you can see these things and you can tweak your squat. You can try one with your feet a bit wider, with your toes pointed out, pushing your knees out, front squat versus back squat so that you know and you can see how your hip anatomy kind of looks when you're squatting because you can't look at it while you're looking in the mirror with you know, 80 kilos on your back or whatever you squat. 120 kilos or whatever, whatever it is, right? 140, <laughs> whatever, whatever you squat, you know, um, big man over here, but it, like, it doesn't matter what you squat, right? That's, the, that's kind of my view of it. I think people have kind of gone away from that. They kind of chase the numbers too much that they look, when you look at their squat, you go, that's dreadful. You need to lower the weight. Who knows? Sorry. Who knows, mate? Who knows? Not you, mate. I, so, I'm just guessing. I'm is, just guessing, is, man. I'm just I mean, guessing. butt wink bad. No, not really. Um, as long as you know when to stop it and when it finds neutral. Maintain neutral. Boom. Um, yeah. So, Dan, you did uh, your little eat everything in sight calorie challenge with, wow. uh, with Domino's, which kind yeah. of led me down the path of uh, what are the best three things you can order from any takeaway. Ooh. Well... I have to say, after doing the challenge and then also having a Domino's the other night, they're not that great. They're not, no. They're not that great. Um, I'm not a big. I'm not a big pizza, average as a pizza. I'm not a big pizza person anyway. Like it's too much bread. I'd rather have a burger and chips, but <laughs> we know that anyway. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like I, I don't know. I just was really. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Um, there's far better places. And I, but to be fair, the best of the pizza joints are takeaways, but then I, w- I just wouldn't get a pizza. Like it just wouldn't be my thing I would get. I, f- I learned that the other night. Um, so, I mean, this could take ages, mate. Top three from takeaways. Like, jeez. Yeah. Come on. Because you can, you can round the best takeaways. You can probably be like, is it pizza? Like Italian? Is it Indian? Chinese food? Italian's not takeaway, mate, for a start. We don't all live in London. We haven't got, got college. Jesus drinks. Christ. I was, I was saying... <laughs> Because I knew the backlash of people going, uh, pizza's Italian, mate, so... Yeah, but just say pizza, mate. It's not really... (laughs) Domino's ain't that Italian, is it? (laughs) Comes with wedges and chicken wings. I've got an Italian right underneath my building, and they do take that. Oh, sorry, Mr. London Penthouse Apartment. (laughs) 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 Yeah, of five. So it's Penthouse. (laughs) But, yeah... Right, okay, so I'd get Indian, 
top three things? Yeah, you could what be talking three three items you'd normally order because I think it's it's too much because there's only yeah, well, apart, like, from, apart from pizza, Indian and Chinese. What else? What other takeaways do you get? Burgers, but you generally have to go somewhere for that. It's not and not until like Deliveroo and the classic like takeaways. Yeah. Okay. So Indian then. I usually I I'm not one for hot spicy things. Like I do like a, a korma, and that sounds really really pathetic, but I do like a korma. But um, for me with Indians, like the th- things that are the best are like the poppadoms, oh, uh, like samosas, keema naan bread, like the the bread with the meat in it. Like yeah, that sort of stuff beats like the main dishes i think in my opinion i think with all these takeaways there's always the sides that i love like same with chinese i don't really like a huge amount of of chinese things except the sides i have like just classic orders that you have to do i will go either if i'm feeling like i'll go like cormary like rogan josh kind of thing or or if i'm feeling particularly fruity i'll go madras but which is a little bit spicier not crazy spicy like vindaloo's or anything like that but and then it's just like fill your boots with yeah keema naan. Mm. Vicky, Vicky goes like garlic naan, but I don't mind a peshwari naan, which is Pashwari like coconut naan. and that's it's right. sweet. That's quite nice. But, and then poppadoms and mango, fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah, I will quite happily just chow down on that. It's just dipping crisps in. It's great. Yeah, yeah, no, that is, <laughs> that is good. But then, um. so if that's that's going to be top one Indian, top one Chinese, it's got to be fucking duck. Yeah, the, yeah, that's what I mean. It's got to be crispy duck Chinese. It would be like the crispy duck pancakes with like spring rolls, prawn toast, like pop, like um, prawn crackers. I'm real bored. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Chinese either. To be fair, takeaways. It's probably why I don't really eat that much. To be fair, tiny <laughs> like takeaways are not my bag at all. Like even fish and chips. Like, well, yeah, you go fish and chips. And like, well, <laughs> yeah, like battered sausage. I, for ages, I used to just do battered sausage because I was, bit, in, yeah. in my in my head. I was like, nah, I don't like. I don't like the fish, even though I quite happily eat like fish fingers. That was when I was really young, and uh, yeah, I've grown up since. But, but we, uh, me and Mike, went to Wagamama's on Sunday. Now that place is the place to go for food. Like we were saying, this it's one of the best places to go because you can also get healthy food there. Like you could get order quite healthy there if you really yeah, wanted you could. to. But um, we didn't. I tracked everything I ate, and I ate three thousand four hundred calories. Um, record for Dan. That is a record for me, actually. I beat my, my Domino's, the, the 10K challenge. Because, again, it's the Domino's. I just, bread doesn't sit well with me. But anyway, Wagamama's, and it was all the sides of the best. The sides, they had, like, um, crispy fried squid with a really nice sauce. You yes. get the little buns as well, the steamed buns. Incredible. Pork and apple in them. Um, and, then you, and then we add two slices each of the white chocolate and ginger cheesecake, which is incredible. Nice. Wagamama's. Um, chicken teriyaki. Um, I think we had a couple more uh, chicken gyoza yeah I just love that I just love Wagamama's that, but if I had to go anywhere and, and round here you can get them on takeaway you can get that takeaway round here so it's like I would get that every day delivery over anything I think yeah I quite happily eat but I go like classic like cashew curries quite a lot yeah, I had one the other day and it was good, but it was just a bit samey. It was a bit. It does get very samey. It was a yeah. bit much on that front. But the reason that I, I like it is because it doesn't leave you feeling that stodge that you get from all the other takeaways. You can tell that. I don't know. I'd hate to use the word, but it's a little bit like fresher. Like, I feel that it's a bit. I don't know. Just better for you, I think. Obviously, eating three and a half thousand calories or anything is not good for you, but 
Um, it's fine, mate. You're I just, I just feel like it's a bit fresher. I just felt like it was a bit fresher. Yeah, it was it, it's fucking expensive though, so that's the only thing about it. Is you know, fish and chip takeaway will cost you about eight quid to get the same yeah. amount of calories from Wagamama's. Cost you well sixty quid each week. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. Um, but yeah, I just think takeaways are a bit. A bit meh. I always get one and feel shit after it, feel and I never feel like. Kind of yeah, like, I never feel like I've the, enjoyed it. The anticipation is probably better because you're like, oh, I'm just gonna order a takeaway. I can't bother to cook. Then you realise probably just cook. could have just cooked in the time it just got here. It'll be fine. And just sit yeah. around. It's fine. Yeah. With your load, with your load of people, then I get it. Like kind of sharing around, put it out on the floor. But I don't. Nah. Yeah, I won't really. We'll generally go somewhere to eat. I think. All right, London penthouse flipping out. <laughs> Yeah, just generally, just, just generally go out to me. Anybody generally. that lives in London knows that you you fucking used to go out. I well. you're joking, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like this, to be fair, the amount of good burger places are in London. Like, if I could, oh my god, I'd be back at Meat and Shake in Tooting Beck. Like, there's no tomorrow. That place was fucking incredible. Where I had the Marmite, Marmite fries. Yeah, that Meat and Shake, man. Oh my god, Laura. Actually, Laura spoke. She said to me about it the other day. She's like, remember that place in Tooting? We need to go back there when we visit London. That's that good. Um, really, it probably changed a lot now. Actually, to be fair, um, but yeah, Mike's going to London on um, Thursday, so tomorrow when this comes out, and I said to him because he's going to near Shoreditch, and I was like, "You've got to be a box park, and you've got to go to Black Bear uh, Burger." Yeah. Tom said it's really great. Like, <laughs> okay. So no pressure, Tom. He's just gonna do one and be like, "This is shit." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might have ten thousand calories worth of it. You never know. It'll be fine. Yeah, there's only like three burgers I think you can order from that place, but they're fucking great. So, limited, nail them, classics done well. Like, there you go. Fine. Cool, are we done, mate? We're done. I think we're As done. As always, done. Um, any, there's no announcements from uh, Dan Bussett's banner at the moment? No announcements, no, no. Um, obviously, now me and Mike have kind of set ourselves up a little bit. We've got space for clients, so if anyone is interested in coaching, just hit me up, just slide into my DMs. Because, um, yeah, we kind of, found our feet a little bit now um the turbulence has settled um so yeah kind of between now and christmas we've got no kind of huge projects really planned so yeah we've just got a few more um a few more spaces for clients if anyone is interested let me know i mean there was so much aftermath after the uh the episode titled dan leaving team box so yeah well guess who named that yeah (laughs) cheers for that time absolute Uh, bounce absolute bounce Always, always good to know you, mate. Oh, no, it's, right. it's good. It's, it's, it's no fun if you can't laugh about it, mate. So, what is life? <laughs> yeah. So, we're good. Um, no announcements from me. We're all good. Apart from, well done to, well, I don't know, people at Third Space that we've uh, been officially highest accredited by reps and Simspar or whatever. So, our education courses are the, the best you can get. Oh, mate, okay. You're accredited by reps. I am! Fuck me! <laughs> I don't dance today. I got my accreditation. Was it a bit awkward when they asked you if you were or not, Tom? And you said, "What did you uh, say?" Basically, yeah. What we had to do was uh, <laughs> was because obviously my name's on it with writing some of it and teaching it and tutoring it, or whatever, assessing it. And then they were like, "Oh yeah, um, so Tom, we noticed that you're not on our register." <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm not. No." Um, they're like, "All right, um, are you planning to be?" It's like, not really. I got my insurance through financial fitness. They're like, why is that? I was like, didn't have to do one of your level threes. And I was like, I didn't have to, <laughs> didn't have to sit a quiz. Absolute um, fraud, mate. I just, had, I just had to give my degrees to, to them. And then they were like, yeah, that's fine. Fraud, and they were mate. like, 
Alright, well we'll do that for you if you want to be insured by us. And they gave me double the insurance. So I can hurt somebody even more now. Even better. But I just sent them my degrees and they were fine about it. So I'm now reps. Well, that's that's the that's the last string to your bow that you need. I know. I, I literally sent it to uh, Josh, the academy guy, failed him, and was like, "I am now a fit pro." Amazing. You are. You should start, I, an, Instagram. Gonna, you should start an Instagram account and start talking in absolutes now. I think I should put that at the top of yeah. like reps across. See if you can get trainer. a blue tick. <laughs> that's what I need. That's yeah. what everyone needs in their life. <laughs> Couldn't give a shit, mate. Right. Cool. All right, mate. Have a good one. You too. And we will uh, catch you next week. Speak to you later.